hopping live there. We are going live to the world via Facebook. Hello, Facebook. How are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Sovereign Human Show live. We have the wonderful Cherish co-hosting. I'm loving her do-rag. Uh, kind of a bit jealous. Is it a do-rag or is it just a headband? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking Well, you know, what we, no one knows what you're talking about <laughs> right now because I haven't turned your mic up. So, Hi. Uh, there we, Hi. There we go. Let's, uh, let's whack you all the way up. I don't need to be all the way up. Fantastic. So we can see, people can see you. Wonderful. Let's uh, actually put that further over there. Good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So tonight, uh, as it says on Facebook and as I've been uh, introducing the wonderful listeners who are listening live on the radio, tonight we are diving into the topic of free speech and of censorship. And the truth is, I do not know in the poetry that is about to pour out how controversial some of the lines may be for you um, or how like overjoyed you are to hear someone actually speaking what you've been thinking for so long. So, uh, I, you know, I'm open to all of those things being possible. And uh, Cherish, you'll never have heard this piece before. I kind of gave Cherish a sense of a couple of lines earlier. And um, as a result, there may or may not have been some small edits to, uh, to what, was, uh, what, what, what is scheduled to be performed. You can't take everyone to that edge all the time. Yeah, this is true. So, uh, and... I think it's about time to get into it. Cherish, let me just check, check your... Uh, tell, us, tell us about how my tea is. Tea with Manuka honey, any good? Uh, very. Very good tea. Okay, cool. So keep that sucker close to your face. Good. Um, All right. There we go. Let's bring this over here a bit so that everyone can see. That is much better. Don't want to put, there we go. All right, good. So let us get into this. So tonight we're going to be unwrapping a wrap. I haven't, this is super fresh. Do I even need, I can't, you know, I was going to think, maybe look at my phone for the lyrics. It's so fresh. I literally finished writing it maybe two days ago, but I think we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it and we are going to just uh, trust that it comes out. And sometimes if this is live, that's how, it, that's how it rolls, right? So let's do this. Let's do this. I see brother Carl is uh, tuning in. Carl, it's great to have you with us. Uh, you can see I've got a glamorous co-host. Um, so Cherish and Carl. There's some good times. Uh-huh. Right, so let us do this. Let's do this. This piece is called censorship. Here we go. So fuck the censorship. They can't deplatform my voice. The truths I bring, they may bite and sting, but the many they rejoice for the way that I destroy, through the love that I deploy, all the toxic femininity of men that act like boys. And now you have a choice, a chance to figure out whether you want to act your age or get outraged and throw your dummy out. Because this is not about who has been the most oppressed. It's about how the fuck did we allow a system that just let a one-year-old be prescribed depression medication? And if Peterson's a monster, then I need an explanation. For the way his tools and views have helped to change so many lives, I get deeply suspicious when I'm told what to despise. Yes, Trump is full of lies and... The swamp is getting drained. It's why Jeffrey Epstein ain't still raping minors on his plane. And I get, in these days, it's tempting to want to take sides. Me? I just hope that I can reach your heart and your mind. And that maybe we can find a place of common ground. A reason to be decent and to hear each other out. Because no doubt if you're Antifa thug or BMP clone, I will fight just as hard for your right for what every soul should own. That sacred opportunity to speak their deepest truth free from the fear of incarceration or from physical abuse. And even if you are saying stuff like people should be hung, 
I will fight for your right to say it even though you're a massive cunt. Because words don't equal action. That's a fact we must accept. And the space that's in between, that is where our sovereignty is kept. Yes, every one of us that wants speech to stay free must take responsibility to be the love we want to see. So as I connect with my truth, what dares my heart speak? What spark of soul, what shard of gold, what love can I release? What peace can I engender through enemies befriended? Can we end this spate of mindless hate and create a happy ending where we're blending different voices, different races, different dreams? Achieving a deeper meaning because everyone is seen and heard and even urged to share their deepest care. And if you disagree, can you be brave enough to dare to sit there in that fire and find a way to love? Without shaming, without blaming, without trying to shut them up. For we are at a cusp and the future of our race will depend upon our capacity to transcend debate, to find that sublimation, to find that veneration for one people, one planet, yet many tribes and many nations. So there we are. How was that? Great, amazing. You enjoyed it? Cool, yes. good, good. And you don't have to say that. If you thought it was whack, you can just... Yeah, I think you're crap. Now you know you were good. Cool. You were good. Um, so, how was that landing? Give me some comments on the book of face. How did that land with you guys? Um, what what was a controversial line, if any, in that that landed for you? And as ever, if you are listening in Falmouth, across this beautiful uh, river, delta, sea town, port town, um, please do get in contact. Uh, here is the number 07501434189. I'll say that one more time. 07501434189. And that is the way that I would love for you guys to get in contact. Let us know if you're tuning in and let us know what's landing for you. So, uh, I was hoping that. We might be able to see some comments, but it feels like we've got no Wi-Fi and therefore that's uh, that's a thing. Okay, cool. So we'll just roll. Um, do let us know. Hit us up on Facebook. Let us know how uh, how it's landing for you. Really, really appreciate the feedback. So let's dive into unwrapping this wrap. And I think it really came in response to some of the some of the researchers I see uh, that would be placed in the quote-unquote conspiracy theory field. Um, and it's not like you. I know. Uh, it's not like you to be looking that up. I, let's just say that when I first introduced Cherish to some of the conspiracy theories, I didn't kind of, I didn't really go gentle. I didn't be like, You didn't hey, start with like the moon landings. Yeah, moon landings, 9-11, no. No. Satanic, child Gate. sacrificing, pedophiles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but it, you know, really, it, that's perhaps why this is a, uh, a really live topic for me at the moment, which is, um, for those who aren't familiar with Pizzagate, to very briefly summarise a much bigger story that you can check out for yourself. Um, in, uh, Be careful, you might get shut down. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, I think, I think they're, they're, they're less uh, concerned about a small community radio station. Um, so, is that in some email exchanges that were leaked between Hillary Clinton, and not necessarily between Hillary Clinton, but from her campaign manager, a guy called John Podesta, um, there were a lot of references to various types of food. And when these types of food were matched against the FBI's known list 
for terms used to describe child trafficking, um, these 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 kind of different food types were an absolute match. Um, and it linked back to this uh, restaurant um, where some really shady things were kind of exchanged in the in these email exchanges, and uh, yeah, it led a lot of people to look into some kind of high level. Um, political scandal style child sex trafficking allegations and the reason this is significant and how it plays into a discussion of um, of censorship is that if you look on Google if you type into Google Hillary Clinton uh, email and normally Google of course will auto complete something if you look for uh, you know best London restaurant for and then it might say vegans or it might say steak you know Actually, the Google autocomplete gives you almost nothing for Hillary Clinton email. Whereas if you use an alternative browser, like, for example, DuckDuckGo, it will give you thousands of links of Hillary Clinton email scandal, uh, Clinton Foundation, this, that, and the other, Pizzagate, this, that, and the other. So what we have is a very insidious censorship taking place. And... Um, the other, the other kind of area, of course, that this is happening in is, is in Facebook. Hi, Facebook. Yeah, you guys are at it too, hundred percent. So, unbeknown to many people, Facebook silently shut down many pages and community groups dedicated to kind of natural health um, as a broad term. And some of these communities had like three hundred thousand followers, um, and they were, you know, really mild stuff like turmeric is good for an anti-inflammatory, and. You'd have to be living under a rock to have not seen even in the mainstream media that turmeric is referenced as being a good natural anti-inflammatory. Um, you know, talking about spirulina. You're a fan of spirulina now, mm -hmm. right? So uh, Cherish's horse has recently been nursed back to health expertly by Cherish, um, thanks to the use of spirulina. I kind of feel like everyone's just getting the side of my face. Hi, Facebook. I should maybe talk a bit more this way. Let's bring this over here, just shall put we? The mirror, just put the microphone around There we face. go. That's the, that's the one. Is that what you want? That's the one. There we go. What, you could go slightly more mainstream, like the fact of um, there has been many c c cures for cancer found, and yet the um, the chemotherapy is um, peddled by yeah, the, the cancer drug. industry. Yeah, the cancer industry is peddled by the drug company 100 percent so that's slightly easier to go down and well actually it's interesting you kind of you bring that up because um one of the things about this kind of facebook censorship is that these uh pages that were taken down many of them were discussing um this uh, very interesting breakthrough in cancer treatment around i want to say it's a molecule called g it's like g m c AF or something, GMACF or something. I, I can't even think and pronounce it, but uh, there has been a lot of very suspicious deaths of natural health practitioners connected to um, the discussion and exploration of this molecule in regards to cancer treatment. So, um, and how do you feel about this? Like knowing that pages are getting shut down that you might otherwise have found some interesting information about turmeric or cancer treatment. Or that... One of the most revered politicians of our age has a campaign manager who's exchanging very, very dodgy looking emails linked to possible high level child sex trafficking. Do we not feel that these things are essential to be heard? And yet what is happening is, um, and it's happened with YouTube recently as well, uh, people are getting deplatformed. 
So actually to dive into unwrapping this wrap for you guys, the opening lines. F the censorship, you can't deplatform my voice. The truths I bring, they may bite and sting, but the many, they rejoice. And what that simply means is, yeah, it's, it's an unpalatable truth to recognise that some of our politicians and, uh, you know, people of influence may be engaged in some of the worst crimes. Like top 10 list of crimes, child sacrifice is going to be pretty damn high on that list, right? Um, and so for there to even be a possibility that that's happening, that is, that is a truth that bites and stings. And yet, in conversation with many, many people, they feel that... Oh, there we go. Sorry, my fault. It's all good. Cherish is just trying to check the comments. Sorry. And uh, there we go. At least we know it's working. At least, at least people can hear us. So, great. Um, it's, there is a kind of a real desire for some level of nuance and understanding that we don't need to just shut down every person who has a view that disagrees with us. And yet, online, that seems to be increasingly the way things uh, play out. And so the next, next line says, For the way that I destroy through the love that I deploy, all the toxic femininity and men that act like boys. And the last aspect of that is one of the real reasons why... Don't go to the last aspect. What? Where do you want me to start? Go to the quite important part of it with the toxic femininity. So that's a deliberate inversion of... Because at the moment we are in a culture that rightfully is calling out toxic masculinity. Um, and yet, if we are not also allowed to mention that toxic femininity could... Toxic femininity could exist as well. Then again, we... Taken away from equality. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't some need for... If it is a pendulum. If the pendulum has swung all the way out to you know, dominate a patriarchy that's really fucked things up royally, that the pendulum isn't going to need to swing back the other way. However, to not acknowledge that both sides of that pendulum are, you know, going to be really damaging if we allow them to play out to their fullest extent. Um, so that is the intention in that line, is to kind of, is to just invite people to be okay with uh, a term that isn't currently in vogue being mentioned. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's that. And the men that, the men that act like boys is a really important one. We are being run, and this is where the toxic masculinity comes in. They're not just toxic, they are totally uninitiated, immature boys. And when we have a world that is being run and major decisions made, it's not a good look, really not a good look. Like, and these people, here's the thing, that doesn't mean they're not intelligent. They can be super, super intelligent, but their emotional intelligence is that of a small prune. Um, and I say that because I was there. I was one of those super intelligent, emotionally, totally illiterate people. Cherish might argue that... Totally, totally illiterate? Is that what you just called yourself? Emotionally illiterate. You just said totally illiterate. Well, <laughs> let's see. Um, so, so that's, that's the opening lines. And then we dive in. Um, and now you have a choice, a chance to figure out whether you want to act your age or get outraged and throw your dummy out. And just acknowledging that there are some people who will hear the toxic femininity, fe my, 
You've cursed it. You've cursed it. <laughs> Done. No more co-hosting ever. Like, my mouth has just gone to... Um, we'll hit the toxic femininity line and um, have immediately made up their mind that I need to be shut down, deplatformed, uh, censored, um, and that I am the worst type of humanity because I simply said a line in a poem. That's not okay. So to those people, I say you have a choice. Do you want to actually be a decent, mature human being and discuss our differences, explore the nuances? Or do you just want to have a tantrum? And do you want to virtue signal how awesome you are because you're getting angry with me? And this is not about me, let's be clear. Uh, this is about different sides of an argument further entrenching, entrenching their positions and yeah, shutting down any space for a person in the middle to be like, well, I actually believe in this side. They, they make a good point about this. This person makes a good point about this on this side. How do we find that common ground? And that's, that's referenced later in the poem uh, is the real hope here. Um, and then to so the next line to go to, this is not about who has been the most oppressed. It's about how the, did we allow a system that just let a one-year-old be prescribed depression medication? True story. Although, with a caveat, and this is, again, this is not just about free speech. It's also about accurate speech. So I openly acknowledge there that I saw a headline that in Glasgow, yeah, some one-year-old got prescribed depression medication. Now, it is also the case that these medications can be prescribed for other things, not necessarily just depression. So mm -hmm. I need to kind of put that caveat in there. But, but when you are getting kids as young as six or seven being prescribed medications that will alter their brain chemistry and create a dependency for life, that's enough for me to say, how do we allow this system to be created? Because it's not about, so where do you stand with this? It, is it the case that we need to, what is the, what is the priority? Because I don't actually have an answer here. Although I'm claiming that I do. Unlike, unlike, unlike you. Me, unlike me for unlike sure. Um, it's also ridiculously hot in it. Wow. Get my Snoopy t-shirt out. It's super hot. Um, where where is the where is the key point of focus here is it to say that we we must focus on and take care of all oppression make everything equal or is it to tackle the fundamental kind of foundations of a system that allows 7 year olds to be prescribed ssris is there a difference you might have guessed that this is the kind of conversation that I am turning over and I don't have any necessary answers to it, but I feel like it's important, right? Do you attack the big picture thing first or do you go for the specifics? Big picture being one-year-old system created that prescribes one-year-old's medication, seven-year-old's SSRIs, or do we try and just stamp out each incident of oppression as we see it? Oh, you're going in with the big guns. Big question. Um, well, the... It, the obvious is to go in with, with the the bigger picture, but realistically, how much change can one person or two people, three, four, five people make? Would be would be one thing I would say. Okay. 
Um, and I guess I'm sat on a different fence is the fact of there's, you know, people in that situation are so unlikely to be prescribed the things that will actually make them better. So they're just further into the... The system, the machine? System, there we okay, go. cool, nice. Into the system, see what I mean? Yeah. So if, you know, if someone was to actually put down their tools and go, hang on a second, I'm going to go for a walk to make me better, we'll then they're out of the system. Yeah. Then they're out, then suddenly yeah. they're, then they're out of the system and then the system can't do its job properly. Um, and yeah, you know, like, you saying... It's really interesting because they're trying to do... Where, where did you read that headline? Uh, I am not going to lie. It was probably in, I want to say, the Evening Standard or something, or the Metro, one of those. So what, they don't, what they're interestingly doing is making you look at that. Yeah, it's a, sh- it's a shock headline for sure. Shock! Oh, my goodness! Outrage. Uh, I bought it. I bought it. Yeah, you have. I've bought the yeah. outrage. Oh, my days. So you have, but... Live on air, brothers and sisters... George realises he, he's, he, he's drunk the Kool-Aid. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And you've bought into it. And I think what most people would do, I guess I'm a little bit of a tangent, but yeah. will then go, what on earth has the parent done? Okay. To start blaming other people. Okay. Because then if we start looking, we, we, you know, we're not looking at the bigger picture. We're not looking at them if we're looking at each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's, that's very interesting. Yes, yeah, so... It's, and you mentioned they're doing it. So for those who don't know the Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein story, um, which is coming in, maybe we'll get to that in a minute. Mm. Um, but there is this tactic within the media to, to kind of ring fence the debate and to get you to focus on certain aspects of a particular story, hoping that you will then not dig deeper into the much broader, much more terrifying implications of that story. Um, so you raised that point really well with this uh, baby medication example, which is many people are like, oh my God, what was the doctor doing? What were the parents doing? Actually, many people don't then ask, how the f- did we create a system that allowed this in the first place? It's just not okay. Um, so- Are you all right? Yeah, like, you can tell. <laughs> like, but it, like, if ever there was an epitome of the system that we are committed to changing. So thank you if you're tuning in, either listening via, live on the radio, if you're listening on Facebook and you're tuning in, thank you because I hope it means that there is a commitment in you to see a world where people can express themselves freely and we can have a, and I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the word system, but it's the best thing we've got for now, a system that actually can support that. Um, so diving into the next lines. Um, and if Peterson's a monster, then I need an explanation for the way his tools and views have helped to change so many lives. I get deeply suspicious when I'm told what to despise. And so Peterson there referenced is Jordan Peterson. Um, have you come across Jordan Peterson at all? You're going to hate me if I say no? No, no, not at all. Um, so you're a fan of Russell Brand's podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So Russell Brand's done quite a really, a really good interview uh, with him on his podcast. Um, so for those of you who don't know who Jordan Peterson is, he is a Canadian psychology professor, I hope I've got that subject right, um, who spoke out vehemently against Canada's um, laws that they were bringing in around gender pronouns, pronouns. Um, and what he, you know, he said for him, it was an example of compelled speech. And I think the, the kind of the takeaway headline was that someone could be fined up to 10,000 pounds if they used the wrong gender pronoun. 
and which sounds kind of okay until you realize there was a list of 72 gender pronouns and so Jonas Peterson spoke out and said listen actually now we you know we're getting into the point where you are compelling someone to speak in a certain way and he, he kind of he he faced a lot of flack um, because people thought he was being, you know, transphobic or, you know, uh, genderphobic. And uh, and yet he was simply saying, no, actually, it's a really slippery slope. That's the start. And if I don't call it out now, who who's going to say something when we get to the, the bottom end of the slope sort of thing? And he, he, you know, really spoke out against this kind of tide of political correctness that he saw sweeping, particularly the Western world. Um, with the kind of leftist quote-unquote media and particularly the the academic institutions, the universities that have become more and more quote-unquote socialist uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. Um, and he really found, he found quite a following um, in putting out some very well-reasoned arguments. Um, and one of his, one of the things he talks about is that people who want to blame and shame others are not necessarily looking at the things that may be blameworthy or shameworthy in themselves. They are actually projecting out externally so they don't have to look at what's going on internally. Um, and so he's really an advocate for people sorting out their own house, getting their own house in order before then criticising others and attacking others. Um, and that's what's referenced in this, this line is that... Um, and it came from actually... Someone really close to me saying, oh, he's not a good person, you know, because they were coming from the angle of the things he said are transphobic and therefore he can't be a good person. And again, that is just there's just a lack of nuance there. I understand if he was being explicitly transphobic or whatever. Yeah, hard to state he's a good person. However, if you take the time for me, if you take the time to listen to you know, some of the three-hour interviews he's done with Joe Rogan or whoever else. It's really hard to maintain the case that he is a bad person because he clearly has a lot of love for people and wanting to see them improve and has therefore put together courses and lectures, and many of which are free. Um, ooh, I need to plug in my... Uh, it's uh, it'll make it. It'll make it. It'll make it. It'll make it. It'll be fine. Um, oh, I can just plug it into my, my, my Mac. There is a charger in my bag or on the top of the thing or is it even in here uh slight technical uh, challenges um that we are hopefully going to take care of um so yeah so that is he's then released these courses that people have used to change totally change their life and they'll come up to him at these lectures and things he gives and say oh thank you you know i've i've started doing this i've started doing that and i've totally kind of you know i've accepted responsibility for my life um so that, yeah, that's my question, is that if he is such a bad person, how is he able to, um, you know, come from a place of such what seems to be love and hope for people uh, to acknowledge their suffering and to give them tools to do something about it? So uh, that's that. And the next lines dive into... Uh, and just the line there where it says, I get deeply suspicious when I'm told what to despise. Um, is the end result, I think, Cherish, of that look at this, you know, get outraged at this thing. Whose agenda does it serve for me to get outraged at that thing? Uh, really key question. So... Uh, yeah, but at the moment, like, 
human rights themselves are being questioned. So, uh, like what you just mentioned about this, like what you just said about Peterson. Yeah. Do you know what's going on at the moment with this human rights, this transgender pre-op thing in Canada? Go for it. So, um, uh, a woman walks in to a beauty salon to have um, a intimate waxing. The the beautician is um, Muslim, and um, she's she's not allowed to be near men, and um, she uh, get, gets this wax book, goes into the room, and the woman is pre-op trans woman, and she has the the woman the the woman who wanted the work the woman refused to do the treatment mm-hmm. based on religious views yep. and now the woman um has taken her to the human rights court and is going through but she hasn't just done it once she's done it now 27 times two, as in two Dif- other people different shops okay so it's 27 it might be 17 or 27 times that she's done this now um the trans woman has done yep. this um and they're saying now that, that that's, like, where do human rights now stand? So as in she's been turned down 27 times? She, uh, she, yeah, she's or she's got, taken she's, people to court 27 times? She's taken people to court 27 times due to either being turned down or turned away from having the intimate wax done because she's pre-op. And it goes against um, things. So mm. they're saying they're negating her human rights to be able to have something done. Um, but a lot, there are a lot of a lot of shops have closed down because of her. This woman taking, and it's gone through the human rights court, which is really important in Canada, not the high court. Okay. So Facebook, if you're listening, what are your what are your thoughts on that? And if you if you're listening uh, out live, again, text in and let us know what are your what are your thoughts on that? Because that for my immediate thing is I need I need to, I need more facts than before I make some decision because. If, if something's happened 27 times, mm-hmm. I feel like at some point there needs to be some different communication happening. It's the old... I'm on it. Um, so, yeah, how does how does that even happen? Um, Sorry, I lost your flow now. Where do, you, where, do you, where do you stand with that? So, like, is... Because I can't help but feel like if this woman called up and said, oh, by the way, I'm pre-op, um, is that going to be okay? And the salon says yes or no. And then she's starting it again. Yeah, and I'll get the um, article up and I'll, re- people, I'll read people it. Will say that, people will say that she... So am I just too much of a kind of pragmatist here? People will say she shouldn't have to. On some level, yeah, cool. Um, and at the same time, if you get to the 20th time, you're like, damn, I need this wax. It's getting, getting hairy that night, you know. Let me call up and make sure I'm going to get allowed in, you know. Um, and so, yeah, that's... a. I think it's more the fact that she's trying to make a mockery out of the system. Yeah. That is so scared of actively showing an opinion yeah. about people going through the you know their transition, be that pre, post, be that man, woman. Yeah. People are so scared about that that now it's starting to go against human rights. Yeah. Just really quickly about human rights. Second to that, do you know what the human right that was added most recently? Broadband? Yep. I'm down with that. And at the same time, I think we should hug more trees. So the balance, it's all about the balance. Yeah, um, yeah it's that's cool. But so that's, that's, that's amazing because, but it also, that would give 
fuel both to Jordan Peterson supporters mm -hmm. and to Jordan Peterson's detractors. Like that story there, you it's a, such an obvious polarizing story. Um, and there's, that's why I said my first response is I want more information because is it, is it that this person is being deliberately vindictive towards these salons or are these salons being bellends? You know, it's like mm -hmm. really hard to know. So, um, so of course, the last lines then in the poem come up uh, in the first verse go, um, yes, Trump is full of lies and the swamp is getting drained. It's why Jeffrey Epstein ain't still raping minors on his plane. Um, just a pure rhymer in me loved that. I was like, yes. Um, so again, this this is the uh, the story of Je Jeffrey Epstein, billionaire, Clinton friend, who has this island and a plane that is called the Lolita Express. And yeah, some uh, very, very dodgy uh, allegations he uh, was uh, you know he, he went to trial once before in on child trafficking allegations and has since been uh, re-arrested uh, and his uh, properties have been raided and the the kind of the flight logs for his uh, island and his for his plane read like a who's who of some of the kind of most influential political uh, people the Clint I Bill Clinton has been to his island something like 25 times, which if you're one of the world's most prominent politicians and the guy whose island you're going to has already been arrested on some very dodgy allegations and the plane has got a nickname, the Lolita Express, as a politician, like, Maybe three or four times. You don't go there like 20 plus times. You, you're missing the point. They make the rules. They make the... Well, they're the figurehead for the, make, the people who make the laws. Like, they think they are above it. Both okay. physically yeah. <laughs> and metaphorically. So... You're like, I think you're missing the point there. So actually, so you're right. You're bringing back... The point I was trying to make is people are like, oh, Trump is... Blah, 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 Trump is this, Trump is that. Yeah. Trump is full of lies and Jeffrey Epstein has been arrested. He is in custody and there are over 50,000 sealed indictments, which means uh, people who uh, like criminal convictions pending that are done in a secret court um, so that they can take down organized crime. Um, and the, yeah, the number of child trafficking arrests has gone you know, skyrocketed recently. So Trump is undoubtedly egotistical, misogynist. You know, he's a dick and... If you read between the lines, it does appear that he is delivering on his uh, promise to drain the swamp, uh, if Epstein is anything to go by. And so that's why, again, in, as with, uh, you know, Cherish's article about uh, this pre-op woman and these beauty salons, the polarity of Trump of he's either doing a great guy, making America great again, or he is the worst thing that's ever happened to Western culture. And there is space in the middle. Um, so as we dive into verse two, that's where we kind of get to, which is, I get that in these times it's tempting to want to take sides. Me, I just hope I can connect with your heart and your mind and that maybe we can find a place of common ground, a reason to be decent and to hear each other out. And that is the, that is the core wish in all of this. Can we actually 
be decent with each other. And, you know, Cherish and I, we've got an example of that recently um, with our normalising slash frapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and ch- so the conversation was around um, empathy and how we can communicate with another that we are there for them, that we empathise. And when I attempted to do this uh, with Cherish, it was like the like it was it just went horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, and so, and in fact, rather than feeling met and seen and heard and empathised with, um, well, in, in my in my opinion, you didn't. You just tried to outdo my feelings with your own personal feelings, yeah. and I coined the word normalise because I come to terms with the fact that what I was feeling wasn't okay and by you suddenly making out that you also feel it well if I'm feeling it then and you're feeling it then everyone must be feeling it and I just need to man up Mm. basically um and that really bugged me because it was actually me for the first time being able to open and and express how I was feeling so actually back the off with your Mm. empathy so up until that point, my way of expressing empathy had been to convey how I may have experienced something similar. And the the common ground I hope we've come to is to realise that there's as many ways that people like to receive empathy as there are people on the planet. And so massive learning for me that there's not one set way. Um, this is, it's this vast nuance. It's not like, empathy, here's what you do. Um, which perhaps my my kind of brain had tried one to... One size fits all. Yeah, no one size fits all. <laughs> so, um, and, and that's really important because actually, if we are going to move forward, and this is really present in some of the work I get to do on a daily basis, and is referenced later in the poem, we, we've got to have these different voices heard. Um, and the really important aspect of that is if we want different voices to be heard, those voices, particularly if they're introverts or particularly if they might be shy or might have been traumatised, they need a safe place in which to be able to speak. They need to know that they can speak free from judgment and from, uh, you know, their views are going to get attacked. So can we find a reason to be decent and to hear each other out? Because no doubt if you are Antifa thug or BNP clone, I will fight just as hard for that right that every soul must own the sacred opportunity to speak their deepest truth, free from incarceration and from physical abuse. Um, So that last line, I pretty much summed up there why we need that safe space. And uh, the Antifa thug and BNP clone is like, uh, so I have many friends who are, you know, they go on these anti-fascist rallies. And yet it's also an uncomfortable truth that in, I want to say Portland, um, um, I've, Forgive me if I've got that town wrong in America, but there's a place where the mayor has been very supportive of, of Antifa, which stands for kind of anti-fascist organisation. And yet they, uh, sometimes their tactics will be just as heavy handed and reprehensible as some of the fascists that they are, um, you know, supposedly protesting against. And in this one incident, and I think it was important, forgive me, and I'm sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, they, uh, they actually beat up uh, a gay Asian reporter who would come to kind of document what was going on um, because 
the way he was reporting didn't correspond with how they wanted to be reported. And yet this man, in if you kind of go by the kind of stereotypes, is the very kind of person they claim to be trying to defend and to, you know, end oppression for. So really, you know, really kind of interesting little nuance. Um, but his thing, whether you're some BNP guy who's racist and thinks everyone should go back to their own country, or you think the fascists and Trumps are the, you know, the, the, the source of all evil, both sides need to be able to express themselves and be heard. Because hopefully then, if we can bring in those views from the extremes and find a place where a deeper truth is accessed that serves all, um, that's, that's the hope. Um, but how... You're troubled. I just don't I, don't... I don't understand how you can come from that because the people who... With all the things at the moment, like anti-Semitic, there's been the highest rise ever in the UK. Um, and there's some really, like, uh, basically someone who had survived the Holocaust's house was um, vandalised, uh, all the windows broken, everything, in England in, last, in this week. Um, that, I feel like that's too far. Let's just take someone who's very, like, ridiculously spiritual, like, or, or um, really, really far one way. Yeah. Um, like a monk. Yeah. And let's just take some Trump. Okay. They are too far apart to come together. I don't, I g generally don't think it's, it, it could happen. I generally do think it could happen. Cool. And if in order to create a world that works for everyone, like what's the answer to just kill one of one of those two extremes? So no, that I don't think you should kill them. But I just think that like realistically, there should be like I don't think you can condone like you and I would condone the monks' behaviour. But people all over the that side, let's say the Trump side or you know, yeah, Putin side. I don't know. Um, like they're going to condone his behaviour because it's not conducive to a great economy. Do you see what I mean? So I don't think that there would ever be, there can ever be a middle ground. Um, I think we're, so really, 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 really imp important element here. I don't, and this is again, here's my personal opinion, is we're not relying on either the monk or the Trump to be the creator of the better world. But it's can we hold that idea, that that kind of space of non-judgment to recognise that both the Trump and the monk probably have a valuable contribution to the world we want to see. And we probably need a hundred other different contributions to go with it. Um, but if if it's like Trump, by virtue of the fact that he exists, is like for some people just he shouldn't be allowed to speak. That's a, for me, that's a dangerous step. If, let's say to have someone shut down, full stop, because you don't agree with what they say, great, just don't agree with them. But I hope that as we progress, that we can hold this polarity and hopefully get from both sides bits that are gonna help us move forward. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the hope. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and. It, we spoke about the human rights. So the, the human right to say 
what you want. For, I, for me, I feel that is a really key human right. And it's, you know, free speech, First Amendment in the US, right? Um, and, and if you're saying go and kill someone, like go and kill this person, here's their phone number. We have laws for that. That's, you know, that's incitement to violence. And there are laws for that. But saying, I believe that all foreigners should be deported. Cool, you're just a dick. Like, we don't have to listen to you. Or maybe you can go, okay, cool. Well, I, right now I don't agree with that opinion, but let me hear you out without necessarily judging you. And so that is, is that right? Where, where does, where's, where's the balance point? Where is the, where is the boundary between? Uh, or is it ever okay to totally shut down someone's right to speak? I don't know. Hence, this being a, uh, an opportunity for me to express myself freely. Uh, so let's dive back into the poem. Um, right, every soul must own the sacred of the deepest truth, free from incarceration and from physical abuse. Because even if you're saying stuff like people should be hung, I'll fight for your right to say it, even though you're a massive cunt. It's pretty self-explanatory, those lines. It's really... Um, Cause, but here's where we get into it. Because words don't equal action. That's a fact we must accept. And the space that's in between is where our sovereignty connects. Because every one of us that wants speech to stay free must take responsibility to be the love we want to see. And... So can you just say that line again? The, the, the first line? Uh, the... Where, 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 I've lost myself totally. Oh, yeah. Um... Because words don't mean action. Because yeah, words don't equal action. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a really, really strong, like, really strong line. Like, yeah, I, th I do think that people... I think I think you need to remember also that, like, hold my hand up, I am someone who likes to say things for Short, dramatic effect. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes, like, we need to remember that and not let it boil our blood so quite so much because people really do. Hmm. And yeah, you're, you're, you definitely think you're right. I don't, wouldn't disagree with what you're saying in terms of, you know, words don't mean actions. And but I think, I think, I think, sorry, I think you just need to, like, the other part, the other side of that is, like, 10 years ago, let's just say, like, oh, I'm going a little bit off pair here, but, like, ten, 15 years ago, the horror movies that we see today would have been so utterly grotesque that, you know, people wouldn't even imagine they would be out there. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Godzilla was redeemed, you know, yeah. or just the worst. But I think it's because people are so used to violence and death and all of those kind, the kind of things now. Yeah. And on the flip side, comedies 15 years ago were full of, like, like abusive women, full of mild racism, you Golly, know, that just wouldn't, yeah, um, which wouldn't be accepted today. So the worst. Um, so, so things do shift. And, yeah, at, at what point do we say, no, you don't get to say that, if ever? Um, because, and this is where I come to the, the, the sovereignty aspect, where I said that line, because the space that's in between is where our sovereignty connects. So the space between word and action. At that point, in that space, you as a sovereign individual have the responsibility about whether you take action. So if someone says, go and kill that person, for me, that person, you know, there's, there is a crime being committed there. It's incitement to hatred, it's incitement to violence. And 
if you are listening to that and you go and kill that person, that's your that's on you. That's not on the person who said it. Talking about the line, I uh, part of me wonders is if the line is where you you it starts to impact on other people. It's not just noise. So it's not just a, a level of frequency that you're hearing. Mm -hmm. It's if you're trying to willfully bring people on board to to think like you yep. is is dangerous. It, but it, but it, it is, isn't it? In the sense of, it's dangerous that Trump. It says it's okay for everyone to have guns, and now we're on the two hundred fiftieth mass shooting this year in America. Because, but no, but Trump isn't saying go out and kill people. That's the thing. Like, no, but he's not. He's, he's, your man, your man who's done that. He yeah. has. That is his personal responsibility. He chose to pick up that assault rifle and do what he did. Okay, not people then okay trump thinks i'm not i'm going down trump but trump jr yep. thinks it's absolutely okay and actively posts pictures of killing elephants and rhinos and everything like that and then people have you know people have started to increase in their people think they've started to increase doing it and you know um those kind of the what they call safari killing yep. camps yep. have become quite a big thing more so than they were because that's now seen as okay, because someone big started to say it and then more people say it starts to gain momentum and then suddenly it's become a norm, the normality. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean that we should stop him from posting pictures of killing elephants? Because there are other idiots who think it's okay to go and kill elephants? That's what I mean, it's like, as soon as it starts to gain if 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 people, other people start to, to do it, then it's not just speech, is it? Then that's an action. No, but this is where the it's the principal thing. So again, you know, uh, one of the things that got me really started on this was an incredible track. And if you haven't heard it, please go and check it out. Called the Ghosts of Grenfell by an artist called Loki. Yeah. Um, and I listened to that for the second time and really heard it to the point I had tears in my eyes. Um, around the same time that Tommy Robinson got arrested, and there were these big rallies for Tommy Robinson. And, and if you don't know, but if you're listening kind of uh, overseas, Tommy Robinson is a kind of quote unquote fascist kind of figurehead over here in the UK. Um, uh, you're all about kind of deporting immigrants and things like that. So uh, you, you could say that Let's, we'll go part the part of the way of yeah. how bad it is. Um, so the, the, here's the thing. The principle is it sounds a really sensible thing to say. No, Tommy Robinson must be silenced. He must be stopped. But here's the thing, Loki also advocates very much so that Israel is a terrorist state. He's made this incredible piece of art and yet for many, many people, he is branded as an anti-Semite because he questions the actions of Israel in terms of their foreign policy. And so for me, if he gets shut down, we don't get to hear the names of the people who died in Grenfell. We don't get to really feel what that meant to be in those blocks of flats when the flames were getting higher. And so I don't want any elephants to be killed. But if it's a principle thing of shutting down what you meant, Trump Jr. from posting pictures of elephants means it's okay to shut people down full stop, I can't be with that because it would mean that people like Loki were silenced from making their art. And so that's where I stand on this, is it's a principle thing. It's totally abhorrent to me to have to support the views of Trump or the views of Tommy Robinson, and I don't. 
But what I do support is their right to be able to express those views because what people do with those views, how people act as a result, that's on them. We are sovereign individuals. And that's why, for me, we need a culture of initiation. We need a culture where people are initiated. They're not just acting from ego and from their small self. Um, yeah, because then every one of us that wants speech to stay free must take responsibility to be the love we want to see. And Jesus, we've rinsed the time. We are heading, we've got like three minutes left to do the final verse. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And the final verse is, is about me just trying to draw, like dive into my heart and go, right, what do I really want to say? What is my hope? So as you hear the third verse again, perhaps know that that's where it came from. As we just kind of, we've dived into the, this rap on censorship. So let's, let's deliver the final piece again so that it kind of lands. And uh, thank you for listening. And um, yeah, please keep listening. It's a wonderful thing to be doing this. So here is censorship. So fuck this censorship. You can't deplatform my voice. The truths I bring, they may bite and sting, but the many they rejoice. For the way that I destroy through the love that I deploy, you all the toxic femininity and men that act like boys. And now you have a choice, a chance to figure out whether you want to get outraged or act your rage or throw your dummies out. Because this is not about who has been the most oppressed. It's about how the F did we allow a system that just let a one-year-old be prescribed depression medication. And if Peterson's a monster, then I need an explanation for the way his tools and views have helped to change so many lives. I get deeply suspicious when I'm told what to despise. Yes, Trump is full of lies and the swamp is getting drained. It's why Jeffrey Epstein ain't still raping minors on his plane. And I get today, it can be tempting to want to take sides. Me? I just hope I reach your heart and your mind and that maybe we can find a place of common ground, a reason to be decent and to hear each other out. Because no doubt if you're Antifa thug or BMP clone, I will fight for your right to speak what every soul must own, that sacred opportunity to share your deepest truth without fear of incarceration or of physical abuse. And even if you're saying stuff like people should be hung, I'll fight for your right to say it even though you're a massive cunt. Because words don't equal action. That's the fact we must accept. And the space that's in between is where our sovereignty is kept. Yes, every one of us that wants speech to stay free must take responsibility to be the love we want to see. So connecting with my truth, what dares my heart speak? What spark of soul, what shard of gold, what love can I release? What peace can I engender through enemies befriended? Can we end this spate of mindless hate and create a happy ending where we are blending different voices, different races, different dreams, achieving a deeper meaning because everyone is seen and heard and even urged to share their deepest care? And if you disagree, can you be brave enough to dare to sit there in that fire and find a way to love without shaming, without blaming, without trying to shut them up? For we are at a cusp. And the future of our race depends upon our capacity to transcend debate and find that sublimation, find that veneration for one people, one planet, many tribes, many nations. Brothers and sisters, stay sovereign, stay blessed. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to catch the other shows, head over to SovereignHuman.net. And uh, I've got about four episodes to upload. So uh, there's a load of new ones about to land for you. Thank you so much for listening. In the Facebook comments, please let us know how you love the show. Uh, if you did, 
If you didn't, love it all because it is your right to say it. It is your sovereign right to speak freely. Stay sovereign. Stay blessed.